0: It's time for the... What in the? ...podcast.
1: Welcome to the What in the? ...podcast with your host, Kent Whittington...
0: And Adriana Camido. Are aliens real? Is the abduction experience a true occurrence? Or is it something relegated to false memories? Is the abduction experience something to be feared? Or can some good come from it? Tonight, we'll speak with UFO contactee, Erin Montgomery, about her experience and what her encounters have meant for her life. Hello, and welcome to the what in the podcast.
1: <laughs> she kind of tripped me up there for a second.
0: <laughs> oh, I put him on the spot. You do it to me all the time. It's only uh, fair.
1: See, I give her a chance to actually open up the show and she just has to trip me up. Oh well.
0: <laughs> uh, turnabouts for a play.
1: <laughs> anyway. How are you tonight, dear? I'm very good. How are you? I'm fine. Um, Tonight, we actually have a special guest. Her name is Erin Montgomery, and uh, she is a what she called a fourth-generation UFO contactee.
0: No, she's a third-generation. Uh, I was about to say Sorry. that was a
1: misnomer, though, when she told me about this. She's actually the third out of four generations. Her, her kids apparently are contactees now as well as her, uh, her father previously before her and her grandfather, her grandfather before her um she said that's as far back as she could get as far back as she yeah. could get yeah so it might even go further back we don't know
0: she doesn't know either but she 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 knows what she told us and shared with us so mm-hmm. rather than keep telling her story we'll get to the interview here and let her tell her own story
1: yep before we do that let's do do the uh, upkeep real quick um first of all uh again we're gonna plug tracy and jerry at hillbilly horror stories like we always do they are kind of our our godparents of the podcast here
0: (laughs) we love you both and think you're amazing and are just hooked on your podcast
1: and uh we i guess we emulate you in some way because we've had comments about it
0: that we remind people of you guys a little bit and um so i'll take that as a compliment because i think you guys are great awesome yeah um we're not trying to be you in any way, shape, or form. We're just trying to do our own thing. But uh, keep, you know, we'll keep plugging you for for a long, long, long time because we love you guys. So, um, oh, and let's see the housekeeping stuff. Uh, we had some problems with the
1: uh, with the recording with the
0: recordings. Uh, <laughs> some things that have never happened before that happened uh, tonight. So
1: yeah, and speaking with Aaron, apparently this has happened before. She says uh, it's common with abductees uh, or contactees, as she prefers to call it, um, where electronics tend to go a little haywire around them. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was listening to a to a uh, podcast uh, with interview her. with her and and another person, and uh, <clears throat> whatever was going on, it was like the person who was hosting the podcast seemed it sounded like they were the one on the phone on the phone and, and, and far and, away, and she was perfectly clear hear her and she's the one on the phone so you know you don't, you expect that static. she noise was clear time.
0: tonight too so oh, no, yeah, yeah uh, give us your feedback and comments and whatnot we'd love to hear it
1: but occasionally you're going to hear a windows pop up um in, in the a background uh, apparently we were having our own problems tonight uh, i kept <laughs> saying that uh one of our uh, usb plugins for our microphone had stopped working
0: which it hadn't
1: no they were working just fine but it was, it was really freaky. We've never had anything like that happen before.
0: Not like that, no. Yeah. <laughs> Other issues, yes, but not that.
1: Exactly. Um, we're still looking for listener ghost stories for our episode. Um, eight? Come, yes. Episode eight, eight coming up in two weeks' time.
0: Cut-off date is August 1st. Please get your stories to us. We've got, we got enough almost from more than one episode, I think, don't yeah. we?
1: I'm actually getting uh, quite a few from the group right now. Which is great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Keep sending
0: them in. Yeah. If you've got more than one, send them in. If you don't want to talk, talk on the on the show, you'd rather have somebody read them, by all means, you know, pass them along. We can keep them anonymous if you'd like.
1: Now, if you don't want to talk to us, there's also the option of our voice messenger, which uh, if you go into, in, into your podcast app and read the description, there's a link that'll take you to the voice message. Just go ahead and click on that and record a message for us. We can actually incorporate that into the show. So you can you can do your story there as well. You don't even have to talk to us.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you don't want to deal with us, that's true. That's
1: right. Well, we hope you do because we'd love to we'd love to talk to you directly and interact.
0: It's all about the listeners, mm-hmm. and the more people that listen and get involved, the better the show will continue to get. At yeah. least I hope <laughs>
1: definitely. And and again, if you don't want to talk, if you just rather write it in, go ahead and do that too. We can we can uh, we can take them on the air and we can read them for you if you like. But we're getting some really, really interesting stories. Oh yeah, so if I really want to elaborate on it, if I can. And, and not, yet, this, not yet, not yet, not yet. I, I'm itching to talk about it. Just,
0: yes, he's like a kid in a candy store. Are I always. Yes, you are. You were a fanboy when you for, for several weeks before this interview too. Oh yeah, big time fanboy.
1: Yeah, well, it turns <laughs> out that Aaron's a local girl. As, what I mean is, she and I actually are from the same town uh i was born and raised in montrose colorado she lived her childhood life there from the age of four um we actually got in contact through a mutual friend who uh, uh she's the daughter of my mother's best friend so we've got a lot of synchronicity going on here right?
0: oh yeah oh yeah a lot of synchronicity we're learning more about a lot of synchronicity even with our friends and stuff too uh-huh. It's uh, it's been an interesting wake-up call, eye-opening even for yeah. a lot of things. And The more
1: we do this, more we see. So, oh yeah, we're hoping to see a lot more like that. Um, also, if um, another option, I wanted to point out, if you want to send us uh, your stories via email, or just send us a message in general, we do have an email address. It's whatinthepodcast at gmail That is all one single word, as I say every time, <laughs> but that's that's true.
0: Do you have that listed it in the notes for the group all that stuff
1: uh, i think so but i'll check just to oh, okay sure. sorry i'm pretty I just, sure it's in there. just
0: thought that you know then you know then we don't have to keep saying it on the every mm-hmm. time mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so anyway we're gonna get right to it here in just a moment i want to talk about something else too i found i found an interesting app today and uh it's called it's called randonautica and if you're familiar with uh, Pokemon Go or Harry Potter Wizards Unite, it's, it's one of those where you go out on adventures, basically. But this one works off of a random number generator and intention. So if you want to find something, you get that intention in your head, and then you use this app. And you can go hunting around, and you'll find, you'll find some weird things uh, while you're looking around, apparently. Uh, somebody had checked it out and uh, wanted to find something uh, odd and strange. And they went out and they actually found a recliner in the middle of the field. So I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, but someone else uh, I, I had actually heard the recording. She had actually uh, put the intention of death in her head and used the app and she stumbled across a man who'd been shot. So yeah, that was pretty pretty intense. And she was really, really upset. You could hear it. It wasn't acted. It was it was it was a TikTok video, I understand. So if you get a chance, you know, look up uh random randonautica and uh on TikTok and look at that video. It's it's really really intense. And uh I downloaded it, I'm gonna give it a shot, and I'll keep you guys posted and let you know what I find as I use the app. But anyway. Let's get to the interview with Erin Montgomery right now. Our guest tonight okay. is Erin Montgomery. Uh, she is a uh, fourth-generation contactee, uh, meaning she, she's third-generation. Her kids are the fourth, actually. She's written a book called, Erin, if you don't mind.
2: Dirty Little Secret Confessions of an Alien Contactee.
1: Awesome. And... Um, so, so you've been a contact your whole life. Uh, your parents were, I understand, as well.
2: I believe so. My father has seen seen things. He hasn't talked about um, physical contact at all. I don't know if he recalls anything or has any memories thereof. Um, I won't push it with him for sure. Right. But uh, my grandfather, my grandfather has had. Uh, or had experiences when he was living, as well that I am aware of. I mm-hmm. wish I could go further back. I wish I knew more, but I don't.
1: Okay. Um, now you've you've had a lot of recall here um, through hypnosis and regression therapy. Is that is that correct?
2: I have had two regression sessions, um, is all. And and I would certainly love to have more. However, it was through these regressions that. I was able to validate that I wasn't going crazy um, and to prove to myself that, yes, these things really are happening. And and through the process of hypnosis itself, I was able to put to bed some of the trauma symptoms that I was experiencing, such as fear of the dark, not being able to sleep, um, exaggerated startle reflexes where I jump all the time at little sounds, so I just you know anything coming towards
1: me, things like that, and so, so it's a it's a really important tool mm-hmm. for sure. Definitely, it sounds like you had some PTSD issues from the sound of it. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So, so can you walk, um, can you walk me through um, your first experience? Do you recall that? The
2: very first experience that I am aware of is that around four years old when. Um, It is just a snippet, it's just a little image that I have, and um, I was about four, I was sitting on the floor with a group of children, I don't remember exactly what we were doing, but um, the room was very white, I just remember white walls, and just a lot of white around me. Um, I was near a doorway, and I saw a boy pass by, he was much older, maybe around 10, and he pointed at me and said, you're for me. And then he walked on.
1: Um, now, what did he mean by you're for know. me? Do you know?
2: Um, I do now. Um, and it just uh, it's a person that I've met recently. And um, apparently we have had many, many lives together. I don't know uh, how many people believe in past lives and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yes, he's, he's a very significant person in, in, in my life. So, yeah
1: okay um now you've had you've had several uh contacts for for lack of a better word here and you prefer the term D, correct
2: i do prefer the term contactee um i used abduction a lot when i was first coming to terms with what was happening to me because i felt out of control i felt that i was being violated um and it was very scary. So yes, I was I was abducted. But however, now I do not, I do not have those kinds of fears. I do not have those kinds of reactions. Um, and so I've switched my language, okay. uh, and I use I use contact
1: yeah. Right. Now, speaking of the traumatic stuff in the book, I did read you were you were subjected to, um, how how best to put this. Um, <laughs> Experimentation um, in in a breeding program. Would yes. that be accurate?
2: Yes. Um, yeah. That's you know. I think that uh, a lot of people in the in the um, I guess that that follow these trends uh, call it like the hybrid breeding program. Uh-huh. Um, and um, I think that part of my multi generational contact has been. Genetic manipulation, and I believe that it, you know, extends beyond just tracking the family. But now these hybrid children are being created, um, et human hybrids, and um, and and this is happening all over the place. Many, many women and men experience this, where they are used for their, for their seed or you know their their eggs to implant an embryo and the women incubate them for a couple of months and then they are removed and that's uh, just something that i have experienced all of my adult life
1: do you have any insight as to why this might be going on
2: i wish i did i really don't know why um i would like to understand why they are creating these children um Theres There's a lot of things you could speculate. maybe they cannot breed. Maybe they are looking for a uh, you know a, a group of beings who can occupy a different planet. I, I don't know. I honestly have no idea why mm-hmm. they're doing this.
1: yeah, that's that's a, that's a tough one to figure out, definitely. Um, so now you said it started out traumatic, but as you got further into it, it became less so. Um, Can you go into that a little bit?
2: Yes, I think that as, you know, as I aged, as I went through the regressions and actually was able to heal the PTSD that I experienced, um, you know, um, I've had other traumatic events in my life that have caused, you know, more PTSD or, you know, just compounded PTSD upon my person. Um, But one of my root issues has been the contact or abduction um, phenomenon and working through that trauma coming to terms with that trauma through hypnosis through you know exposing myself and talking about it and then uh, learning to be okay with who I am as a person being different than maybe many other um, humans on this earth I, I, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody's a contactee not everybody has these experiences um, I think as I became more comfortable, as I became more aware, I was able to communicate on a much more even playing field, let's say, with the ET. I could now say, hey, what's going on? Instead of, oh, my God, I don't want to do this, and, and turn into a, in a traumatized ball and, and not remember anything, I can actively participate. Um,
1: and uh, tend to look forward to it. Okay. Honestly. Okay. So, um, let me see if I can formulate what I'm thinking here. Do you have any questions, dear?
0: No, I'm just paying attention. I find it very interesting.
1: Okay. Um, now, now you had help through the through your um, your trauma, basically through a hypnotherapist, correct?
2: That is correct. Um, and. I live in Roswell, New Mexico, so of all places, to be a contactee that is trying to deal with um, trauma because of contact, this is an interesting place to be. It's not like I could avoid the alien phenomenon at all here in town. Everywhere I turn, there's a painting, there's a drawing, there's, you know, the street lamps have little eyeballs on them. I mean, everything here is alien-based. And, um... Finally, after about 12 years of living here, I decided to go to uh, one of the festivals. Uh, every 4th of July weekend, there is the, U- the International UFO Festival. And I guess not international. That's the museum name. Anyways, mm-hmm. there's the UFO Festival, and all these people come um, to give lectures. There's fair rides. There's, there's food. There's people just everywhere. The town actually doubles in size over that weekend and I finally decided it was time to go. I needed to face things and I went to several of the lectures and um, honestly I was quite overwhelmed. I found myself very triggered and and frightened through most of um, the talks that I sat through. However, one of the talks I sat through was by Yvonne Smith mm-hmm. and she is very well known for her hypnotherapy Um, work with um, abductees and contactees and I found myself brave enough after the talk to go and talk to her and you know blubbered my way through a hello and she gave me a hug and and then also handed me a card saying this is my support group why don't you get in touch with it even though it's based in California that's okay you know we have a Facebook page you've got support you've got the help um And then over the next few years, I developed more of a a friendship with her, a relationship with her, just um, going to the lectures every year, uh, participating in what she calls the experiencer Session, where people can gather and talk about their stories. There's no media allowed. Um, You're just free to talk and and, uh, say what you need to say in this little support group that she holds every year. And by 2015, I had decided it was time for me to address those things that my mind was hiding from me because I was not sleeping. I was um, curled up in a ball, facing you know all the doors and windows I could possibly face just to make sure I was safe at night, which honestly is ridiculous because it can go through the walls. <laughs> I do not know what I was thinking, but just trying to keep myself safe. And I needed to address this because it was impacting my whole life. Mm -hmm. I was having a hard time going to work. My depression and anxiety symptoms were up through the roof. I just needed to be able to function. And so 2015 is when I finally um, had my first session with Yvonne and went to the heart of the trauma. I told her, I want to know what it is that caused the trauma that I'm feeling right now. The, the moment, and um, and that's what we did.
1: So she took you back to your, your, your childhood abduction then and worked forward from there, is that how it worked out?
2: Well, we just went to that particular, you know, we didn't explore any other moment except for the traumatic one. Um, that was most pressing on my mind at the time. Mm-hmm. And believe me, that was enough. Um, I was seven years old. Um, I was taken on board a ship. I was comfortable with the small beings that were helping me, you know, the, the typical gray alien looking type creatures. And, um, you know, they took me on board, put me in a room. And that is when I, the trauma happened because there was a different being that walked in and some, whatever it was about him, you know, excuse the cliche, but he was too alien for my mind to comprehend. And I kind of came unglued, and and um, and that is when I had an implant uh, placed in me into the roof of my mouth, and and that was the moment that it imprinted on my mind and and caused so much trauma.
1: Mm-hmm. And this would be the mantis uh, alien you mentioned in the book.
2: I believe it was a mantis alien. I cannot, or mantis type. I cannot fully to this day what he looks like there's still, it's still very fuzzy my mind is not going to allow me to go there but I did see like moving mouth parts like a mandible or something and mm-hmm. that that is what really sticks with me nice. but I... I believe it is the magic type okay. very tall, very thin, very long arms limbs, torso, legs I'm just very very stick like yeah,
1: yeah I've heard stories where there were people are abducted by the greys and there's seems to be this controller who's the tall the tall one who's uh, kind of the foreboding one basically um you also mentioned that you noticed that there were some differences between the greys is that correct
2: absolutely i've been in contact with many different types of beings and many of them resemble what would you know people just call a gray but after having interacted and I'm not going to say getting to know them, but, you know, experiencing them, seeing them, watching them, there are definitely different uh, species, different races. They're Mm -hmm. not all the same, even though they may have similar aspects. Um, They may be smaller. They may have gray tone skin, um, but um, absolutely, there's, there's, there's many different types.
1: Now, are we talking about, uh, Multiple abductions by different types, or do you think they're all working together?
2: That's a good question. I'm not necessarily sure since I can't recall often um, an experience from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's where, you know, explaining these things gets really difficult because you go into a dream state, and then you wake up with bruises, but you thought it was a dream, but then you realize it wasn't. And so there, there's so many subtleties and strangeness that happens during these um, these experiences um, and sometimes they have you see something other than what they are um, that's called a screen image something that is going to keep you calm something that you're more familiar with um, so it makes it hard to judge am I really seeing true
1: Okay.
2: is it my mind trying to protect me are they doing something to shield the truth from me mm-hmm. Are they trying to protect me? I mean it, there's so many different questions. Right. Um however I do I don't know, I think that sometimes they work together and sometimes maybe they work apart. I don't know. It's hard to
1: tell. What do you think is their um their attitude toward you as a person? Um, are they friendly toward you or are they are they indifferent? What's your take on it?
2: some of them? Have some of them have seemed indifferent, but I think that as I grow and learn through this situation, I'm understanding that they just express things in a completely different way than what humans are used to. Their emotions are different. They they experience different, and so the energies they give off feel different to yeah. us. Um, I believe that I am very much loved. I believe that I am watched over and cared for, um, which may sound strange, but um, if they're going to pay attention to generation after generation, they're going to make sure that I'm in the places they want me to be in. Right. Um, and they definitely try to dictate those things. And I find if I listen and follow in the directions that they are indicating, my life goes very, very smoothly.
1: Okay. And I take it that there have been times where that was not the case. So. Uh
2: yeah, yeah. There was one particular time I had—I was—I uh, had just left my first husband. I was starting to date another man, and they told me not to.
1: Did they say through why? Through
2: dreams, through images. No, they didn't really say why, but I found out later it was an extremely abusive mm-hmm. uh, relationship where where a whole bunch of other PTSD gets stepped on my head. Um, a lot more trauma involved with that. Um, so, but they, they had warned me. They told me, don't go there. Don't, don't do this. You don't want to do this. But they did it anyways because... I was young and who are you to tell me what to do? Right. <laughs> and besides, I'm probably crazy because this was before I even addressed a lot of these issues.
1: Right, so you um, weren't even thinking about it at the time.
2: No, I, I was aware and I knew who was talking to me, but I was like, whatever, you're just, I'm just crazy. And, yeah, and um, I probably should have listened. However, if I hadn't gone down that path, I would not be where I am today either. So.
1: Right. All roads lead to here, basically.
0: Here and now. Right.
2: It could mm-hmm. be, huh? Here and now, I it said. It could be like a, yeah, like, a, like a GPS in a car, uh, recalculating route, <laughs> you
1: know? I get that a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't trust Google anymore, because they tried to tr- maybe turn my car into a wall. So, yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> no, don't want that. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> Right,
1: right. So, so, I think it's kind of funny that you actually wind up. before I get into it, I should I should mention that Aaron and I have a have a common uh, birthplace. We're both from Montrose, Colorado, and I. But all I think right. it's kind of funny how you wind up in New Mexico being a contactee. You know, it just seems like you, of all places, you wind up at the mecca of UFO contacts. synchronicity.
0: Synchronicity. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's definitely a weird synchronicity
2: a huge dose of irony and it it, is like it feels like a really big practical joke like are you going to come to terms with this or not you're going to live here until you figure it out and you're going to live here until you come to terms and now that I have written the book and I have like fully not fully but quite a bit processed everything that I am going through I'm starting to learn and adapt and work with them now my sides are like okay so where can i go now
1: mm-hmm.
2: i not quite ready to leave yet however i can feel the future living
1: mm-hmm. and
2: it's not necessarily roswell but i don't think i would ever be able to get out of this town until i got to this point
1: right so so at what point are you now do you think
2: uh, let's see. At what point am I? I am working towards licensure for my, um, my marriage and family therapy license. So mm-hmm. I have another year with that. And I know that is important and I know I need to do that here. I'm in like a perfect place for it. My supervisor is amazing. I've got all the support I need. There's government programs to help pay me back for my student loans, you know, all this great stuff that could happen if I stay here. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, you know, able to write when I have the time and I have many, many more books that I have ideas for that I was just dying to get out of my, my hands and onto the computer. I, um, I'm doing these podcasts, I'm doing radio shows, I'm doing, um, I'm going to be recording the audio book for, for Dirty Little Secret in two weeks. You know, there's, there's so much that's happening right now and I know that, I don't know. I just, I just know
0: that my, the future is bright. If that makes
1: sense. Definitely. Um, yeah, just all sorts of good things from the sound of it.
0: Sounds like you need to be where you're at for, for now until you get to do with the stuff you need to do.
1: On to the next step. That's exactly <laughs> right.
0: And and something tells me they'll tell me
2: exactly where it is I need to go.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you're still you're still having contact, correct?
2: Yes, I I have contact very often, Mm -hmm. very often. Mm -hmm. Um, I have contact so often that uh, uh, my best friend and I have placed cameras in our homes. Well, his is outside. He's in Massachusetts, but his is outside and mine is in my bedroom, just to see what it is that we can pick up. And I am getting activity on this camera on a nightly basis Mm -hmm. now. Are they ghosts or the ETs? I don't know. But there is stuff on that camera every night. Wow. And wow. things that I have never seen before. We're not talking just an orb.
1: So you're seeing... There are um, these,
2: these squares. And there's <laughs> and so, there is just crazy stuff.
1: So you're seeing up. actual geometric patterns?
2: Yes. Yeah. That almost um, sounds like it's got some meaning might... in it. A what?
1: It almost sounds like it has meaning.
2: I mm-hmm. think that it does. Uh, my best friend and I have started to like label them. Okay, the the square ones we call a dryer sheet. They could be called tissues. They just they they're these squares that fold and move in funny in funny ways. But it definitely has the four corners. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. They're just fascinating. But what are they?
1: That's Who a, are they? That's a good question. <laughs> I've never actually heard of it happening before like that. Uh,
2: well, I'll send you a video
1: when we're done with this and you can see what I'm talking about. That would be awesome. Would I'd love be wonderful. to have that. Would you, <laughs> would you mind if I show that to the group as well? Or maybe you can just post it to the group yourself oh, no, if you absolutely. like. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah, man. Oh, sure. I can, I, can I can definitely do that. Definitely do that. Uh, he and I have, um, we're trying to start a database where we are, you know, we're wanting to record these videos, the dates, the times, if there were any dream images that happened at the same time, the, you know, the type if we um, can figure out a name for a certain type of creature that we're seeing, um, and just so we can track it and try to figure out what this is. We're calling it an orb study, and then um, we've also recently developed a website in which we've put several of the videos up to show people what we've come up with so far.
1: Well, would you like to tell us what that site is?
2: Sure. It's called people's outer dimension
0: so www.peoplesouterdimension.net feel free to plug yourself on on our group page as well we will do <laughs> and no i'm not being i'm not being snarky i'm being serious feel feel free you know That'd the only insane. thing we we frown upon right now is any political backbiting
1: here <laughs> she's a member sharing oh, I, yeah, I know
0: that but i, I want to make sure she I'd knows people don't on. There's a lot of groups that don't let you self promote, and we are fine with that. Mm-hmm. That's true.
2: That is true. There's
0: a lot that don't. I right. belong to a number of crochet groups, and I'm not allowed to self promote products or um, the website that Cindy and I started together
1: to try to sell things. So. Well, I'm not selling anything, so. My, that's. No. That's why we do it.
0: <laughs> anyway, like I said, feel free to it was like self promote it, and you know, if you have another book ideas or anything, and you want to share anything, anything you want to share, post it. Feel free. And have fun. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Absolutely. Will yeah. do.
1: Now, uh, now, plan on it. now, you were talking about uh, past lives in the book as well.
2: Y- yes, I was. And, and I may have seen like a strange jump um, in somebody that was reading it. But in my mind, the two are so intertwined mm-hmm. that I... I had to go there. I cannot talk about this phenomenon without talking about other selves and other lives. Mm -hmm. Now my idea of, or my understanding, I guess, of past lives is different than what um, most people think of as past lives, Um, and to me the word past life is, is a misnomer. Uh, Because I do not believe in time the way that humans experience. I mean, we experience it linearly because we have to. However, I am able to see it in a in a not linear fashion. Every life that we have lived is happening right now. So even if I was a slave in the eighteen nineties. not eighteen nineties, eighteen wait no, seventeen seventeen nineties. Okay. There we go. 1790s. It was during the Revolutionary War. I remember her. She is very, very strong in my life. Her name is Ermine. Whether that's really her name or not, I'm not sure. But she, she calls herself Ermine. I, I, I know her. I know her life in and out. Mm -hmm. But she's alive right now. Right. You know, it's a different space-time location.
1: And I understand that you put together that the name Ermine was in reference to yourself. How she is a part so. of you, where the ER would be. So. Yeah, where the ER would have been your name, and the mine would have been you basically.
2: Right, and if and if you split it up a little bit further, you've got ER, then there's an M, and then I N E R I N being my name, and then you've got an M and a an E For me. that are free. So it's me. So it's me. So I don't know. She. I believe that she created the name for me to understand this uh, phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And she really has been a major impetus for me to understand um, these lives in a different fashion than you know conventional um, talk has it. right.
1: You know? So it's not it's not linear. Uh, it's more dimensional, you might say.
2: I believe it is dimensional. I mean they could she could be in the same dimension as me but she is in a different space time location.
1: Right. Um,
2: is like the best way I can put it. Um, well, it could be a different different dimension. I don't know exactly, but I know that she exists now. I have contact with her, we can influence each other's lives. And this is true of many, many other me's mm-hmm. that um, I have I have learned about. Um, and I'm sure I'm not
1: anywhere near being done digging out that information. Hmm. So, um, last, last time, uh, last, last that I read, you had 10 different past lives that you could recall clearly. Is that correct? Have you discovered any more? Yes. Yeah. Okay.
2: That's amazing. Yes, I have.
1: Yeah. And, and all these work together mm-hmm. to help you out in your day-to-day life, basically.
2: Yes, or I help them, or you know, it, it depends on which one of us is struggling at the time, and and the level of um, abilities or, or connection that we have. I'm sure not all of the me's that exist have the same level of um, awareness as, say, Ermine and I do. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of them do, but not not all of them.
1: Right. Now, you were also saying that um, in the book that. You learned a few skills along the way, too, through your contact with, uh, with the ETs. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Sometimes they can be quite slip drivers.
1: <laughs> so, Aaron, um, regarding your past lives, um, you had mentioned in the book that several of them, the that the, they uh, their deaths were basically something that helps you understand yourself. Um, some of these being run through the stomach, basically for, for various reasons.
2: Yeah, that was, well, yeah, it was, one that was a, a clue for me that it was important for me to pay attention to, um, you know, what does it mean to be stabbed in the stomach several times? What, you know, not that it's a message, but um, there's a reason why it keeps occurring over and over again. And um, I had several wives where I was run through the stomach. Um, Once I was in Egypt, I had been contacted by, well, AET, and um, his existence was wiped out um i don't know
1: if you're familiar with the ark mountain oh i'm very familiar he, with that uh, yeah, yeah. And, and and so it was after
2: he was gone after they tried to spread him out of history and he came you know into dreams and i was i was being contacted and told about his wife and he's trying to communicate with me and i would i told my friend i was a scribe and my friend was a priest at karnak i believe is is where uh, this was going on uh-huh. and he told me you just you need to hush don't don't tell anybody about this you're gonna get in trouble and the more he came and talked to me the more disturbed I became and you know the more my life deteriorated I was drinking I was I was doing things I shouldn't um, and one night I was at I guess it would be the ancient Egyptian equivalent of a pub uh-huh. and I had drank too much and there were, People there that heard what I was rambling about um, as far as this contact and and knowing this information and uh, word got back to my friend and and to save me from whatever was coming by way torture I don't know um, he killed me right he stabbed me in the stomach uh-huh. just to just to save me and and um, and I I can remember that and see the look of pain and sorrow and love in his eyes while he did it. Um, you know. And and at this point I can understand that, you know, I understand he was just trying to help me, but it also was a way to shut me up and, and keep this story under wraps um, in a story of easy contact. The, another life that I remember, I, I, I do not believe I was human. I was in Ireland. And um, again, I was killed by being stabbed in the stomach and I was trying to impart information to the humans and and we were not supposed to do that apparently. I was trying to explain that this was the humans place and then, you know, just let them come. They're supposed to be here. We're supposed to leave now. We have um, accomplished our purpose, which at the time was to protect a gate, you know, a, a good old Stargate like from the movies. Yeah. Um, and I happen to know that they exist. And and I ended up having to fight alongside my people to try to keep the humans away. And then I ended up getting stabbed in the stomach and dying. So again, it's this you know human ET contact information that was squelched. Um, another life I remember being stabbed through the center. I don't know if it came through my back or through my stomach, but I was highly in tuned being a mediumship. I had, you know, foresight and and foreknowledge and, um, you know, precognition and things like that. And again, I was stabbed to the stomach. So I don't remember anything about ET contact at that point, Mm -hmm. but I wonder, I wonder about it.
1: Well, it seems like all the others had something to do with it. So I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Right. Or maybe it's just because of the abilities that you had at the time.
2: Right, and I could have, I could have had, um, you know, I could have had help with those, mm-hmm. and that could have been seen as dangerous. I, I, I believe I was being used for those abilities at the time too, and I was trying to become free, and that was uh, not going to happen. Now I was killed to stop it, um, and so that's three times being stabbed in the stomach. Same basic premise, mm-hmm. information that could help the others and Mm -hmm. and be killed
1: i think three's enough
2: (laughs) three is three times too many
1: yeah
2: (laughs) third time is a charm however Mm -hmm. interesting enough in this life my stomach causes me so many issues i'm allergic to like almost every kind of food there is and and um whenever i get upset my stomach hurts and and um i even mentioned this in the book my mom as I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is going on!" I, I always reach out and call my mother. That's just <laughs> what I do. And she said, "Well, you, your stomach has always been a weak point. Mm-hmm. Ever since the moment I was born, my stomach was a weak point on my body." And and I think that it's just a you know an impression from all these different lives, and and it kind of serves as a reminder in a you know in a, in a in a very strange fashion like you need to you need to tend to this you need to work around this and you need to be able to get that message out because that's that's what my life is here right now is getting that message
1: out Uh um now going into all that you also mentioned something in the book about an einstein rosen bridge and that kind of (laughs) ties into your past life situation too if i recall correct Or in a way a
2: yes well no i think i well in a way i think so and i think that maybe you're making ties that i didn't necessarily see myself mm-hmm. through the through the writing of the book and, and understanding you know my experiences i think you're seeing something that uh, is important for me to pay attention to um yes when i was
1: I could little <laughs>
2: in elementary school um morgan elementary school by mm-hmm. the way um, i remember is where i went mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that was the school that I went to. Might as well. <laughs> I remember seeing this interesting shape in my vision, and it would, it would not be there every day, but it would often be there, and it looked like um, a spool of thread in a way, a, a silver spool of thread, um, center in the middle, white on the ends, kind of flared out with a hole through the center of it, and it spun, spinning, spinning, spinning and and i i would see it and i wouldn't really understand what it was i would turn my head turn my eyes but it would always be right there and it didn't cause me headaches it didn't interfere with anything it was just present um what is the purpose of it i don't know um however when i met my third husband and we started dating um that kind of makes me sound awful but yes my third husband um we but he, he, I was describing this to him, and he's like, I know what that is. And he drew me a picture. I said, yes, that's exactly. That's exactly what I've seen. What is it? And he told me this is the Einstein-Rosen Bridge, which is a wormhole. Uh-huh. A way to connect either two universes, two dimensions, whatever. It's a way to travel quickly between one space and another by folding time, time and space. And yeah. Oh gosh! Uh, pretty
1: common, I had no pretty idea. Concept for any Star Trek fanboy, <laughs> 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 which I am. Well, as well. That
2: would, well, and that
1: that egg. Well, that that's him. <laughs> yeah, <Or even>, he <laughs> pretty much, like much. lives Star Trek,
2: Star Wars, all that. that that's that's his world. Mm-hmm. Um, so that
1: makes
2: a lot of sense. Yes. But I I had no no clue, and later on, uh, you know, as a as an adult. I think he and I were still dating at the time. I had visitations, um, dreamlike visitations where I was being taught how to create them. Move from one place to another. And it and the it felt like a very I'm gonna say vicious, but it was a he was a very strong taskmaster this Die, and the way he presented himself to me was very, um, oh, Renaissance. You know, a powdered wig and the tights and the big belt buckles and the belt buckles on the shoes or the, you know, the buckles on the shoes. Just very, very flamboyantly dressed. and like And I came to understand what? him as um,
0: Saint Germain.
1: Right, Count of Saint Germain.
0: Sounds like French court. Yes. Sorry, yeah, that's I, exactly what you're just describing. Yeah, I, I just yeah, no, you're talking, exactly. you're describing
1: it. And I'm saying, yeah, and I'm just, I want to say his name because, like I said, I've read your book, and <laughs> uh-huh. and I am very fascinated by the by the by the man. Um, we yeah. are planning on doing an episode down the road here on him. And, uh, really? Yeah, oh yeah, and his life is just, or lives, I should say, are just fascinating. I mean,
2: Right, and I don't know a lot about it, but I know it's very mysterious and very strange and very shrouded in myth, mm-hmm. what is real, what is not. Right. But it makes complete sense that he would have been the one that was teaching me how to do this.
1: Mm-hmm. And you described him as a, as a ascended master, is that correct?
2: I believe, yeah, that, and, and it was just me trying to figure out who the hell is this guy, mm-hmm. you know, who the heck is this man? And, and then, you know, knowing what he looked like, having heard the name St. Germain, I kind of put it all together, um, and then finding out he's an Ascended Master, I'm like, oh, 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 okay, so that would make sense. Mm-hmm. I, I do work with angels. I have worked with Ascended Masters. I get it. Was it really him, or was it one of my, you know, ET friends putting on the guise of him? Right. I don't know. Or maybe he is one of those E.T. friends.
1: Well, my, you know, I knowing know. what I knew of him, I wouldn't be surprised if he was.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. So it, it, it's very fascinating. However, I don't think I have ever been as exhausted as I was that morning after, after waking up. Because it was, create this gate, you can do it. There you go. Go through it. Mm-hmm. Stand up. Get up. Do it again. Go on. Nope. Get up. Do it again, and do it again, and do it again, and do it again. And I was like,
1: I can't stand up anymore. I'm so tired. Yeah, it, de- and, it definitely sounds uh, like running drills, like a drill instructor would do.
2: It was. It was very. It was very much like that. And I was very, very tired. Mm-hmm. And and this is where it becomes difficult. You know, working a nine to five job or eight to five you know, job and, and having this kind of nightlife, it doesn't work very well.
1: Right. You, can't, you just can't keep up, basically. I understand that.
2: Right. And so I call in sick. Mm-hmm. what's wrong with you? Uh, right?
1: Yeah, physical <laughs> yeah. exhaustion. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, exactly. And, you know, and so I can't explain it to them. I mm-hmm. can't tell people, are you sick? No, not really. Right. Um, and so it so it becomes really bizarre trying to maneuver between the the realms of a contact who is being drilled like this at night and and a regular job.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of of these spirits and and things like that, you actually were talking in the book about an alien spirit. If I if I don't I guess, some someone connected to your father.
2: Well, he called himself Father, um, or Veda. Um, Yes, and I I actually believe that he is one of the the aliens that crashed here in Roswell and died. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that because my family has been in and out of, you know, in and around Roswell a lot. um, I mean, I didn't get to Montrose, Colorado until I was four, actually. We lived there on my fourth birthday. I remember that. But we had lived in Roswell for the previous here
1: so you were roswell um, then montrose and roswell again basically
2: phoenix roswell montrose roswell,
1: roswell. okay yeah. okay
2: well well moscuse is in the middle of that but you know yes um so have made my way back here whether i wanted to or not mm-hmm. um, but um so i believe that the spirit actually had attached itself to I don't know. He said that he was with my grandma, my grandfather, I believe, and then my father. So I think he's been around a lot. My father grew up in Carlsbad, which is just an hour, and a half drive from here. It is not far. My grandfather, having had experiences as you know, as a young man, it does not surprise me that that an entity who died on this plane, without a way to get home and understand, would find some familiarity with the being in the area. You know. Right that could, you know, perhaps provide comfort and whatnot, and and he, he did act as a guide for me, I was afraid of him for a very long time, um, but he did help me understand how to protect myself and and be able to feel the energies of a being, when they approach, whether it's a human, excuse me, or an ET, or any sort of entity, I can feel them approach due to I don't know. It's going to sound weird, but an energy signature—I can feel it approach, and and I can um, consciously connect with it in a way that is safe for me mm-hmm.
1: because of what he taught me. Okay, and and um, now through that, do you discern him as a spirit or as a physical entity?
2: Believe that he was a physical entity, but then he passed away in the crash. Okay. And so his spirit remained here.
1: I was, yeah. kind, of, I was kind of wondering that because in the way you were describing in the book, it sounded like he wanted to get back to the physical realm, almost. You know, you talk about him going home, and to me it's just... It he kind wanted of to go
2: home, he wanted to be with his people, yeah. Right. And, I, and I, I know that he wanted to be with his people, and I'm not necessarily sure that I can give you a full explanation for all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, That having been said, that was a very interesting time in my life where I, you know, that was during that abusive relationship. That was during a very dark time period of drug use. Um, All sorts of scary things happened mm -hmm. going Um, in the direction that I should not have gone.
1: (laughs) Do you think perhaps your encounters with Veda were through astral projection perhaps or, or anything like that?
2: that very well could be that very well could be um i'm beginning to understand even though not be able to articulate it well that most of my encounters are not physical encounters there are some physical encounters because i'll wake up and have bruises and you don't just imagine bruises on your body so so, something happens um usually during the harvest time
1: yeah okay. well, I asked the reason I ask about that is because I was actually doing some research today on that, and I, I encountered some stories where people were astrally abducted um, and experimented okay. so on and, they would, have, and they would have and they would have the physical now. wounds when they returned back to the body. So oh, now that's interesting. yeah, so I was wondering if maybe that might be an aspect of your yeah. contacts with the with the ets.
2: Well, that, that that could be something. and That's another reason why I have the camera in my bedroom.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, to show uh, just show
2: me. Just show me the take and I want to see
1: it. Yeah, you know? and, and then the whole thing you, with you phasing through the roof and everything, and I've thought maybe maybe that's astral projection as well. So,
2: it very well could be. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know.
1: But even for those I astral projectees, they, they, even... they consider it a very, very physical experience so absolutely yeah absolutely mm-hmm.
2: um and and honestly most of the work that i do now are not work but most of the contact i have now is astral mm-hmm. um and even you know i don't know maybe you bring up a good point. the times where i can feel the blanket thing pulled off of me and i wake up and i grab a hand and i walk through my house is that astral or is that physical i don't know
1: right
2: mm-hmm. i do not think that it um, det- you know, detracts from the truth of the story at all.
1: No, no, not oh, no, at no, all. no, 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 no. I agree he, with he's you. He's just curious. With
0: what, you, no, what,
1: what your take on it is. It's just, you know, some, oh, like yeah, I no, said, it's no, something no, no, I, 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 that, I, I learned like... about today, and I just wanted to ask you about it, See, you know, get your take on it.
2: Right. Right. And uh, Whitley Stabler's new book, A New World, actually goes into a lot of detail of this kind of context as well.
1: So. Mm-hmm.
0: You're looking lost here. No, no, I, the name she yeah. said it so fast I almost didn't hear
1: it at first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know I know who that is.
0: No, no, I just we, we just, both know who that is. We both know who that is. Yeah. Years of years of, of listening to Art Bell. Um <laughs> sorry. Right. So.
1: Definitely. Well, um anything else you want to ask? Her?
0: No, she it's been fascinating. I just been paying attention. Definitely.
1: Is there anything else you'd like to say? Share? Share with us or anything?
0: there's something really
2: that comes to mind i have so much in my head i like to be directed into which direction i need to go as being with talking um because i could just go on and on
0: forever
1: oh i understand if i don't write it down i don't know which way to go either
0: perhaps <laughs> when she gets her next book going she can come back on
1: yeah we'd or love to have you back even on before
0: that. and she just wants to come back on and do a panel or something if we get a bunch of people together i'd be i'd be completely okay
2: with that absolutely uh, my next book I'm hoping to have done by the end of the year. I really got to get back to work on it. However, it's almost ready to go to the editor. Um, And that actually is a lot of the stuff that I learned from data um, as far as self-protection with energy and things like
1: that. I would love to to see that book when it comes out. Oh, (laughs) you know what? That actually does bring up Um, the things that you've learned from data. Have you been able to apply those in the real world?
2: all the time, all the time, especially, um, as a counselor, I, um, and an empath, you know, I can feel people's emotions. I can feel people's pain. Um, and so I need to be able to protect myself from those things and not take them on and carry them myself. You know, I, I naturally want to help a person and I will draw in that energy so that they are not suffering, but that is, that is not healthy for me. And so with his, you know, keep those barriers up, work, work in a safe, um, environment. Um, it, it helps me to keep my sanity by the end of the day.
0: And your energy levels too, because there are those energy vampires out there that don't even know they're doing it.
2: Right. And, yeah, and uh, often they are in counseling. So,
0: yeah. Oh yeah. and Like I said, they're, they're not even a, a lot of them know what some of them do, but there's a lot out there. They have no idea what they're doing to other people. They just, they're so involved right. in their own issues and whatnot. So. Sorry, I, I I have opinions on things. What do you know?
2: Oh, <laughs> well, Sure. Good.
0: I'm glad. Um, I'm at a loss for words though, but. Um.
1: Well, all I can say at this point is uh, we love having you on. We look forward to seeing you back on the show um, if you're willing.
0: And uh, like I said, feel free to plug yourself. We're going to plug you on our on our on our page as long as that's okay. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to post there and you want to share with anybody, feel free. I will. I will. I will get um, some of those
2: videos that we have captured at see what people think about that.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Can't wait to see. And if anything comes up you want to All contact, right. you want to let it, you know, give us a call, let us know. We'll we'll be happy to hear and to listen.
0: Or even. Awesome. If you, um, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Go
1: for it. Hopefully we're building a friendship here.
0: <laughs> we're also looking for, I don't know if you have any or not, but we're looking for some childhood ghost stories or, you know, not not just alien encounters, but childhood ghost stories or paranormal experiences from childhood or whatever. Um, if you have any stories and you want to submit, feel free. <laughs> uh, yeah, Random, I know. Actually, I do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're uh, going to be doing about the next two episodes down. So, you know, if you want to, you want okay. to come on and talk about your story we can do that too
0: if not if you want to just submit an email like some people aren't comfortable talking um in front of other people even though it's not in front of other people you know what i mean um <laughs> oh, no, if, if i can do kingdom and
2: my and be okay then i think
0: i'm all
1: right oh you're a <laughs> oh, pro. yeah yeah you're definitely a pro <laughs> you're a <then>. pro
0: you're <laughs> a complete nutter pro you're you're great i i embarrass myself on a regular basis so but yeah. <laughs> that's beside the point
1: okay well it's been great having you aaron and we look forward to hearing you in the future
2: absolutely i very much enjoyed the time
0: have a wonderful weekend you too stay safe all right
1: well that was a fascinating interview wasn't it
0: yes actually very captivating
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh she's very well spoken well you know well informed
1: She she was a great interview yeah um so what did, what was your takeaway from it?
0: Um, I don't know. She, uh, I don't know. I liked listening to her talk and hearing what she had to say, and I don't know. I don't really have an opinion. Opinion, mm-hmm. I. I i'm more i'm fascinated with the with the life regression you know past lives and stuff Mm -hmm. that part i mean all of it fascinates me but that part really fascinates me right and the fact that she and her past lives and possibly futures i'm guessing were work together
1: they're all tied together they're all
0: tied together you know time's not linear it's Mm -hmm. it's more uh Parallel, I think, more than anything else, sounded yeah. like it was parallel. Fluid,
1: basically. Yeah, yeah fluid run, runs like a river; it doesn't go no. in a straight line.
0: Loops and whirls and, and stuff. Yeah. yeah,
1: definitely. Um, well, my my takeaway from it was, um, well, first of all, I was able to actually give her something to think about too. I thought that was kind of interesting.
0: That was cool, actually. Yes, yeah, I was something glad I was able to. Do that. I hope you of. enjoyed
1: that part, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> you sounded like you did. Might. Um, General takeaway was a lot of what she talked about. I could actually relate to myself. Um, The anxiety, the stomach pains. um, Not
0: even sure why it happens. Yeah,
1: I mean, I get that a lot. How many how many days have I taken off of work for something like that?
0: You've had that more often than not as of late, Mm -hmm. but you don't even have a reason behind it in some cases. Yeah, it
1: just happens.
0: I the same thing with me
1: and, um, you know, I I can't recall any sort of uh, any contact or anything like that. But I mean, some of the things she talked about, they really kind of kind of hit home.
0: Yeah, I, I know almost, what
1: you mean. Uh, I almost want to go through the regression and to see, yeah Just to see yeah. And oh, that's actually something I should bring up. Um, the website that she mentioned. Let me see if I can bring that up. I'm sorry.
0: We're just not organized. We're still getting started, guys. Please yeah. bear with us. These
1: are still early days yet. Sorry, very about early.
0: That. We're what this is episode six.
1: Uh, yeah, just six.
0: Just six. So we we're very young. We're still in our infancy. No,
1: she <laughs> sent me the link. Let me see here. It's uh, www.peoplesouterdimension.net. dot and all those peoples? words. It's all run together. But is it people word, or peoples? Peoples with an okay. s. And every letter of each word is capitalized but it's all run together as one word Um, i checked it out and she's actually got links for things like regression therapy um, uh, past lives uh soul uh, work things like that uh, really, it's really cool, and actually, I was looking at the pricing, the pricing is pretty reasonable, too.
0: Oh, yeah, he was showing me it, it looks very reasonable. Mm-hmm. Does she do these, or do these other people she has links for? Do you know? Uh, I
1: think it's her and a couple other people. Um, there's a person on there name, linwood I don't know if I should give the name away, but it's on the website. Well, if it's so... on the
0: website, you're not really giving anything yeah, away. I, I guess um, they're
1: one of the therapists, and
0: she sent us some links that, uh, I don't know if she's going to upload them to the Facebook page or not. She did send us some links about some orbs and such that she has yeah. caught.
1: If she doesn't, I will. And actually, well, you know, you
0: should make sure it's okay first. Well, no, those
1: are actually on the website. Too. <laughs> They're on the website, yeah. but you
0: don't want to post her stuff because it might be copyrighted. She already
1: said it was fine. Did she? Yeah, okay. We already talked to her about that. Everything. I don't fine.
0: remember her saying that yeah. though. So
1: that's all right. It was. It was uh, kind of trying to keep all that together. You know, yes, this that.
0: this this man here is a very big fanboy, and he was super excited to get her to come, you know, come on. He was talking about it once he confirmed her a couple of weeks ago. He's been giddy as a little schoolboy. Yes, I'm, I'm giving it away. <laughs> and oh, say, and she's actually old, she was on uh, Art Bell's podcast, Not uh, coast to
1: coast, not coast um, to
0: coast, but the mid midnight Kingdom of Nine. Kingdom of Nine, and yeah, and uh, so he's big fanboy about that one. So um, she's been. I don't know if you, and she's got a few others I think lined up. She said, yeah. and she's gonna she's trying to get her next book published, tour uh, yeah. at the end of the year. Yeah,
1: you guys heard that all. Yeah. Her first. So, um, and actually, my understanding is uh, she's trying to launch her own podcast too. Uh, there is a more link, power to There's her. a link on the website for that too. So definitely check out that website.
0: Check her out. Check check the links on her page out. Um. And and hopefully she'll post a link to her links to her to her page through our facebook page and get her started there
1: well if not we can do it too i got the okay for that so okay
0: yeah she's definitely worth uh can't read the book i have not i'm a bad person i didn't read the book shame on on me i know it's not even a very long book i just haven't haven't been i tried to start reading it while i was getting ready for bed not the best time to start reading a book for me I was exhausted and out of it by the within the prefix or for the forward or whatever. I was mm-hmm. gone. And it wasn't because it was boring. It was because I was just that tired.
1: Okay. And I did speak, you know, at, at length about the stuff in the books with Aaron, but there's a lot more to cover. Um, so if you get a chance, check get out a, the book. It, again, get a copy it is,
0: Dirty Little Secret. Uh, confessions confessions of confessions. UFO
1: contactee.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for cutting me off, dear.
1: Uh, You got, I was thinking about
0: it in my head. I was picturing the title. That's all right. You're so good at doing that to me all through the podcast tonight. Yes. I'm giving him a hard time, folks. He needs it sometimes.
1: She just loves to complain.
0: Oh yeah. It's great when people talk over me. I love it. (laughs) That's okay. I do it to him on occasion too. So in real life. So it's only fair, I guess.
1: (laughs) Well, next week. We're actually going to do a segment on California cryptids. Ooh, fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you might hear, you might know about Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster and things like that, but you may not have heard about some of these. Um, I'm not going to name any names. Good, good. (laughs) Let it be a surprise. But I also want to let you know, folks, that we will actually have two guests next week as well. We will? Mm -hmm. News to me. No. Wait a Um, minute,
0: is this news to me?
1: No, I talked to you about this. Uh, T. S. Smart oh, the- and Mel Cobb will be on with us, and they will be helping us to discuss about these California cryptids.
0: Oh, the mother and daughter. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Sorry.
1: Yep. Uh, T. S. Smart is actually an author. She's written several books on cryptids. Um, Mel Cobb, who is who is her daughter. I forgot. <laughs> um, yep, she's actually an artist. They've got a great website, um, which will be we'll be playing on the show. So look forward to that. And there's a lot of great artwork on that site.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> it the, got quiet suddenly. Sorry. No, know I, I actually thought of something about a future uh, podcast that's coming. An interview with someone that we have set up. Uh, I just thought it was this week, but I forgot. It's next next week or the week after. I mean okay the
1: the medium oh yeah that's coming is that too. this week or next no, week? no no that's gonna be um that's gonna be after our eighth episode so about oh, okay. three weeks down the road
0: okay i thought it was next week mm-hmm. so well,
1: um, i got it all, all all set up here
0: see he, he remembered it's a good thing he's more organized than i am
1: i keep copious notes when it comes to this stuff <laughs> <laughs> but i remember
0: things like an elephant and i never forget
1: oh yeah and she never lets me forget either
0: nope <laughs> <laughs> gotta love me yeah <laughs> i do I'm just messing with you. Well, that's our show for tonight, uh, for the week. I hope everybody enjoyed our interview. It was great having Erin on, and uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it. If you have questions, I'm sure she's available.
1: Oh, yeah, she's actually part of our group, so you can actually contact her there if you like.
0: Definitely check out her link and her her page and stuff and be supportive and uh well no, we're supporting our people.
1: Yeah.
0: But come on, you know. Like uh Tracy, she was great to have oh, her yeah, guest. She was a great guest host. She was a great guest host and she plans on trying to do it again. And she's got some stories for our childhood uh ghost stories coming too. Yeah. And, and her mother. And her mother. Yep. her mother's <clears> not <throat> childhood, but she's still for our growth stories anyway that's our show for tonight (laughs) i digress Uh, anyway that's our show for the week i hope you enjoyed it and keep listening stay safe and healthy and keep your face masks on
1: keep your face masks on keep your distances from each other you know six foot is the rule excuse me
0: (laughs) i swear he's not sick he just needs to so I take need to a a rest. Of water.
1: It's been a long day.
0: He's talked way too much today. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. Good night,
1: everybody. What in the?